Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 78. Dude, I, I was looking at our analytics. We have currently, I think we've reached over 40 countries now. Nice. And we're, we are so close to the, to the uh, ever-elusive 20,000 total streams. I think we're at like 19.8 something or like we're, we're close. We're we need right to have there. like a, a celebration of sorts, or maybe we'll have we like do. a live Instagram live for when we when we're approaching it. But you know what's yeah, gonna happen? Like we'll track <laughs> it. We'll be like we'll like refresh it, and we'll be like have our like non-shaven beards after like three days of sitting there watching it slowly pick up. Yeah, not sleeping at all. No, but you know no, what's gonna no. happen is we're gonna end up like on a live. And it'll be going for like two hours or something. And we're just slowly taking up. And then we're just going to sit at like 19,999 for like another hour. <laughs> we're just going to be sitting there <laughs> waiting like, okay, come on. Can someone play it, please? Like, like the, play live is, is, it, the live is going to be just like our like basement ceilings. as We just game together waiting and like we're going to miss it. And It's like, been too it's long. Just... Yeah, like it happens. Someone's in the chat. They're like, hey, guys, uh, you hit 20,000 20 minutes ago, by the way. <laughs> like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, That'd be the way for us to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks everyone for coming. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So fuck how I close this thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's uh. We gotta do a live stream though. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Hundred percent. We can get we'll like our, our day, day one listeners on. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, do we'll have like people that. filter in and out as it as the episode goes. Our old guests here and there. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll make a we'll make a spectacle of it. It'll be a big yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. I think that'd be awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's it's currently May 9th and it's Mother's Day. Uh, you yeah. guys will probably be listening to this on the Monday, to, so tomorrow, but it's, it's Sunday for us. So as we record, so happy Mother's Day to you and your family. We hope you had a great Sunday, uh, maybe a brunch, maybe a dinner with your moms and grandmothers and, and uh, shout out to those who, who don't have mothers today. We're thinking of you. You're still in our hearts uh, and we hope you guys had a, had a great day as well. That being said, let's move forward to the episode 78 player battle. Yeah, here we go. So in honor of Mother's Day, actually, I was thinking of this one. I feel like a big theme and something that I did as well as getting your mom's garden uh, garden features or plants for their garden or flowers or anything like that. So to, for, this, for this player battle, I've come up with the green thumb competition. And I think this isn't like a one shot, one sitting type of competition. It's probably monitored over, let's say, a month or a summer. By the end of the summer, the, the winner of this contest would be determined. And it's a green thumb competition. So both competitors in this, uh, in this battle are given the same, same resources, the same water, the same soil types, the same garden size, everything like that, same tools. And they have to grow the best garden they possibly can. And I'm thinking of it like uh, a best chef type competition, you know, where like everyone's given the same resources, but you can all make your own dishes or you can use whatever ones you'd like out of that thing. So like you could get a bunch of vegetable seeds, you could get a bunch of plant seed, like flowers or that kind of stuff, whatever your forte is, you got to grow the best possible garden there is. So the green thumb competition. So without further ado, our first competitor in the episode 78 green thumb competition. He was drafted in the first round third overall in the 1980 NFL draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's played 185 games all for the Bengals totaling seven career receptions, 18 yards total and four touchdowns an 11 time pro bowler and a nine time all pro 
He's a member of the Hall of Fame All-1980s team and the 1991 Walter Payton Award recipient. He's considered to be one of the greatest offensive tackles in the history of the NFL. A 6'6", 278-pound Hall of Fame offensive tackle from Ontario, California, Michael Anthony Munoz. Our second competitor, he was drafted in the fourth round, 114th overall in the 2008 NHL entry draft by the Calgary Flames. He's currently in his 11th season in the NHL, playing 10 with the Calgary Flames, and he's currently in his first season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Over his career, he's totaled 49 goals and 231 assists for 280 career points in 688 games. A 6'1", 183-pound defenseman from Chatham, Ontario, Thomas James Barodi. So, McGee, green thumb competition, TJ Brody against Anthony Munoz, one of the greatest offensive tackles in the history of the NFL. Who do you think takes this one? Man, am I the only one who thought TJ Brody was a lot heavier than 183 pounds? <laughs> no, I honestly, that's kind of one of the first things I thought when I read this elite prospects. He looks like a stocky dude on the ice. Yeah, like 180, I'm like, I'm like 183 pounds and I'm a <laughs> string bean. How the hell, like, we're like the exact same size. There's no way. There's no he way. Li- he literally looks like just so thick on the ice. And then I read 183. Yeah. I was thinking like 205, 210 easy, just like a thick, stocky guy. And like, no, 183 is like, wow, that's Maybe impressive. they haven't updated his weight since like juniors or something. That, that must <laughs> yeah. be it. It's still his Saginaw Spirit 2009 weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, man. But I think with this one, there's there's two there's two kind of like alleyways that I want to explore here. Okay. Part of me is thinking that Anthony Munoz could be good because of just the whole gentle giant thing he, he may have going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like oftentimes big guys that are mean on the field need a little outlet, whether that be like maintaining like a bonsai <laughs> tree or like okay. just, just some sort of like stress reduction technique. I think he mm-hmm. may be an avid gardener because of that just to like calm himself and just just become zen off the field that being said the second alleyway i want to explore is tj brody from chatham ontario i think it's a very it's a very uh, agricultural uh it's a very agricultural area so i think i would would be surprised if tj brody grew up and didn't have any experience like with with some sort of agriculture planting or farming um Growing up in Chatham, I just feel like he he would have had to just have some sort of, I don't know, maybe just like instinct, just fresh out of the womb, know how to like harvest crops. <laughs> okay. Uh, so for that reason, I think Anthony, I, th- I think TJ Brody takes it, man. I think coming from Chatham, Ontario, just got got very uh, fertile soil in that neck of the woods. I think this guy knows way, his way around a garden. Okay, fair enough. I was thinking something to do with the Ontario, California region for anthony munoz might play a factor nice weather all year round maybe he's getting into that and again playing into the gentle giant factor that you just mentioned you know like maybe he's tending to his gardens in his off season and whatnot but i'm i'm with you here i think tj brody takes this one because watching him play on the ice he's not a he's not like an offensive tackle would probably just have to have that mean 
intensity fieriness going all the time. Whereas like TJ Brody watching him play, he's so calm and poised and just patient that I think that transfers into his off ice. I don't think he's the type of guy to go off the ice and be going nuts ATVing and like off-roading and, and things like that. He probably fishes and tends to his garden and plays with his kids and you know, like he's 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 got a calm lifestyle away from the rink, and that's how he just maintains everything is even though he's calm and poised on the ice, he's uh he's got a little intensity to him because it's a fast paced game. So then just to reel it in off the ice, he just takes it slow and takes it easy. You never really yeah. hear from this guy. So he's just staying calm and collected off the ice gardening. Dude, it, you, you know, yeah, and exact, I Googled TJ Brody farm and the first article that came up was how the quote of the article or the title of the article is how farm life catching chickens built TJ Brody's finesse game. And in <laughs> the article, go. yeah, in the article, it yeah. says uh, it also included a lifestyle required shipping it on the farm. It includes tomatoes, cucumbers, beans, peas, uh, and peas. Done. You got this. This this is our first like player battle that could actually be like factually supported. <laughs> yeah. TJ Brody may win the green thumb battle of all the NHL. Probably, honestly. I'm trying to think like the only other guys that I think would really just push him is like sasky boys or like guys yeah, like the, that the sutters the whole sutter clan <laughs> the sutter family patrick <laughs> marlowe like those guys that just grew up on the farm they probably yeah. make a push for it but yeah i think tj brody's caught this one it's a lock lock yeah. tj brody so we're both on tj brody here yeah um <laughs> mcgee we need to break this down for those who are on YouTube right now. McGee is sporting a bit of a different, <laughs> different look. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a tad. So we, we joked about, uh, if you would say anything, if your buddy came, uh, like if I came to the pod with, with a, a fresh salad, like new salad, yeah, yeah. added, added hair. And is that with whether Zach would say something or not, but I did a little 180, <laughs> and I showed up to the pod today with no lettuce at all. Like complete, like almost bald, like kind of got the kind of got the fade going on the on the back. I'll turn around for the YouTube. It's yeah, it's essentially bald back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that bald ass fade, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I let it go to bald fade. So I showed up and I told Zach on the way home. I was driving home today, and I'm like, man, I got a surprise for you when we get on the pod. And I get on and he just hand right to the right to the forehead like oh god like <laughs> hey, but, but like <laughs> so i didn't do that because it looks bad like that's not yeah. why i was doing it yeah. <laughs> i just it, it looks good you look good mcgee i just did it because i was like right away i'm just thinking about how we've done all these discussions of like the new salad and getting adding to your salad and you just went complete reverse like you literally like you literally cut the crops like you yeah. went the yeah, other went, way here. I, I went TJ Brody mode on my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I just kind of wanted, like, my hair was out of control. I hadn't gotten it okay. cut in a while and it was just uneven. I didn't like how the last time I got it cut, the front was way longer than the back and it was just like kind of annoying me. So I'm like, I knew I had to get it cut and I, I've cut my own hair before. Like I would take like my dog's trimmers and just like, <laughs> attack, attack it with the guard. So I did that. And like, I, I saw the guard on the front of it. I'm like, Hey, no problem. I'll just go same length all the way around. It is what it is. And then I'll go like a lower setting, like a shorter setting and do like the back and sides. Yeah. So I, I took it to the top and it was like a three. It was like so short on the top. I'm like, fuck. Like 
I didn't realize how short it was. So I got all right down to the one. I'm like, well, I guess I'm committing now. So I did basically did like a three on the top and a two on the sides. And it looks like yeah. it was okay. It was okay. But I was like visiting my girlfriend and her parents. I'm like, okay, this is like, it's unacceptable. <laughs> like, if I'm going this short, I got to get it like cleaned up and, and make it look nice. So then I called like my buddy who cuts hair, does a really good job. Um, Nico the barber for anybody who, who wants shout to out Nico the barber. Yeah, yeah, shout out Nico the barber. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, like help me, like help me. <laughs> and he's like, what, self cut? I'm like, yeah. So I show up. This guy fixes me up nice, gives me a good lineup, and and give me, gives me a nice like bald fade. So I I feel a little bit more you got a confident. Bald ass my... fade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel a little bit more confident in my hair now. But it'll grow. Yeah, you back. look good. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's, yeah. it's one of the first time. It's the first time I've ever been lined up in my life. So <laughs> it's a weird experience. Got that nice yeah. Warm face cloth on there too. And I was getting, Oh was, yeah. Great. You really, yeah. Good service all around. Shout out Nico, the barber. He did. Yeah. You, you look good. Me. I just, as soon as you got on, I just started laughing because you literally just went reverse salad rebuild like you went yeah. right down to the right down to the wood <laughs> right down to the wood <laughs> cleaned yeah. it up it's kind of yeah, nice man. though for the summer like dude it's fresh for the summer it's amazing i wake up get right out of bed and don't have to do anything with it i just wash my face and yeah yeah it's yeah, perfect it's, cool. it's perfect yeah it's good to go you're just like any situation you're in you're just ready to go you never have to worry about oh does my hair look good well it looks yeah. the same as it did when i woke up and when i went to bed last night so yep. <laughs> yeah you look good though man it's you easy easy good. maintenance thank you thank you so something another thing we've talked about on the past couple of pods and actually you called me out for it last episode was watching school of rock i'm not a big movie yes. guy i haven't watched a lot of movies but two episodes ago you brought up school of rock you were shocked that i hadn't seen it and then last episode you said you need to watch school of rock and i told you i'd tell you right away when i watched it but because i watched it on friday um two days ago i was like i'm just gonna wait and tell him on the pod yeah. that i watched it because there's no point of getting into it right now so i watched school of rock hilarious movie i loved it it's, i actually it's loved it it was it's great. amazing it was yeah, man. the whole like concept of it is hilarious jack black he's just like a deadbeat in a band rock like rocker and uh can't get anything going with his life gets kicked out of his band and then basically steals his buddy's job as a substitute teacher at this school <laughs> and uh the rest is history but there is one line I need to bring up right now. It was one of the funniest parts of the movie for me was when his roommate's girlfriend, just a narc, shitty situation. Like <laughs> yeah, that, the worst. His buddy Ned needs to gas that girl straight up, like get rid of yeah. her. Actually, but, it's Schneeble. <laughs> yeah. But she calls the cops on him because finds out he's been doing this and he's at parent night. The cops show up with Ned, the real Ned Schneeble and his girlfriend <laughs> And uh, call him out right in front of the parents. And as he's sweating, he's getting all nervous that the cop's going to come in here. He looks at the parents and he goes, I just need to say this. Um, your kids are all amazing, blah, blah, blah. And your kids have touched me. Or your kids have definitely touched me. And I probably touched them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. <laughs> oh, my God. And the one ones. <laughs> everyone's horrified yeah. and then he, the next scene is him just running down the hall full full speed both his guitars in hand wheels out of there great movie though like 
the kids rally behind him. They go to the rock concert. All the parents show up. Like you gotta love it. Just a feel it's a good nice moment. Feel, yeah, feel good moment at the end. Yeah, and they, they perform their song, Zach Mooneyham. School song. of rock. Yeah. School <laughs> of rock. Yeah. One of and the, the whole- <laughs> one of the corniest cutscenes too is they're pre- they're performing the guitarist uh, uh, Zach. What'd you say his last name was? Mooneyham. <laughs> yeah, they're performing his song that he wrote. And the guy who's on the keyboards, his dad taps Zach, the guitarist, on the bat on the shoulder, and he goes, "Your kid is really talented." This is like mid song, and he turns around and he goes, "Thanks." So is yours, and then it just cuts <laughs> back to the band playing. <laughs> Dude, like, I love so corny, fa- but one of my favorite things is how Spider, that like weird guy with the long hair and the, just the leather sleeves. Yeah, like he's like trying to wheel the principal. He's like, oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually the principal of the band. Like, oh, that's hot. Like, you're hot. <laughs> yeah. It's warm. It's warm. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what she says. She's like, oh, you're warm. It's warm. <laughs> yeah, it was so All, funny. Overall, great movie. That role was, like, actually made for Jack Black. Like, the movie was written with him, like, in mind as the lead. He like, didn't even have to audition oh, okay. his movie. So okay. it just works, man. It works on so many levels. Like, it's just a great feel-good movie. I've probably seen it a hundred times, and I'll watch it a hundred times more. Yeah. It's, it's one of my all-time favorites. Like, I, I honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with that movie. No, I loved it from start to finish. It was a great movie. But, McGee, you're one for one on the movie recommendations to me right now. So here's my task to you. What okay. is the next movie that I haven't watched? And we can obviously go through and I'll tell you whether I've seen it or not. But that I need to watch for an upcoming pod. It may not be for the next one, but at least within the next two weeks that I will watch at some point. What movie okay. do I have to watch? What, uh... What do you, what do you look at? Like, what are you feeling? Typically I roll with like a comedy type movie, sports action, that kind of thing. But honestly, man, I'm trying to open my horizons on the movie front and watch anything and everything at this point. Cause I, I have just don't really watch movies and I haven't really watched movies. So I'm really far behind the amount of people who are like, Oh, what's that movie with? I'm like, dude, yeah, wrong person. Like I couldn't tell you. Okay. If you like sports movies, watch a movie called radio radio. Yeah, it's with Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, okay. And he plays like a developmentally disabled man okay. who helps out with the local football team. You'll see. Like, that's all I can say without giving it away. Okay. But it's a, it's a great movie. It, it's, a, it's a roller coaster of emotions, but it's also, it's, it's, it's a sweet movie. Okay. Radio Cuba Gooding Jr. That's the next movie that I'm going to have to watch. Um, I don't know. I'll try to watch it for next episode. We'll see what happens, but yeah. at least within the next like two weeks, I'll watch it at some point and I will give you an honest review for the people because I don't want to be out here steering the people wrong either. And just saying, yeah, good movie when it, I don't think it's a good movie. So I will give yeah. honest opinions on this, but yeah, thumbs up to the Jack Black school of rock. Great recommendation on your part. One for one thus far. And we'll keep track cool. of it as it goes yeah, along. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll keep my, my record. We'll keep like a little tally of how many yeah. does on the recommendations. How many, how many wins and losses? <laughs> yeah. We'll give like OT loss, like pretty good, yeah. but like not the best yeah, overtime yeah. loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, pretty man. good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I like that little, uh, yeah, man, I got, I got movie recommendations out the ass. So I, I like, I yeah. watched too many movies. Okay. Okay. So that's good. We, we contrast there and we can, uh, yeah. you can keep recommending them to me as we go forward here, but Let's get into some sports here. Not necessarily in terms of the play of the sport, 
But I want to know if a scenario has ever happened to you similar to this. And if not, we can just break this whole thing down from start to finish. But this weekend, there's a PGA Tour golf tournament going on. And um, essentially, after Friday, there's cuts. And if you don't make the cut or like hit in within a certain or score, sorry, within a certain range, you're out of the cut and you don't play Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Polarizing player here, Bryson DeChambeau. He, after Friday, he thought he was far out of this tournament. He kind of was. He was tied for 74th, not looking to make the cut. Like, pretty much, you have no shot. Like, a miracle has to happen. So, I think that the tournament was in Carolina somewhere. So, it's not like it was, like, too far for him. But, like, he flies back to his home in Dallas, Texas on Friday after the tournament. He leaves, tied for 74th. He lands at home in Dallas, tied for 64th, and looking to make the cut. So this guy ends up actually making the cut and he had flown home and he posts like a, like this jokes video being like at home, working out, going to be back for tomorrow's round on Saturday. And people were ripping on him being like, did you really fly home just to work out? Like ripping on him for this. And he's like, yeah, I literally thought I didn't make the cut, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> has any situation ever happened to you? Cause I was trying to think of anything happened to me and I can't, but where you thought maybe your team wasn't going to make something and you guys basically pulled out and like called it, called it quits and then ended up coming back. You know what? I, uh, I do have a little story like that. It's about the uh, Bill Carruthers uh, 2014 Office of champions. Okay. <laughs> there was a time where we thought we were down and out when, when management got in our case about a, a certain Twitter account that we were operating on the side. <laughs> And morale was at an all-time low and we packed our bags, but we showed up and persevered. And we had our our horses really came to work in the, at St. Andrews College to to bring us home that gold. And I think that's the, the goal. I don't know. That's an opportunity that I've been a part of that that's been the, the closest to a Cinderella story. <laughs> okay. So we need to provide some context here. So in high school, in high school um mcgee and i played on the bill crothers floorball team and we actually played with literally every single member of the opening cast of lads and launchers all of us <laughs> mcgee simony hudson scotty oc and myself we were all we were all on the bill crothers floorball team and floorball is like it's a very popular sport in europe it's literally a pro sport in europe and it's essentially ball hockey but with stricter rules, I guess, is the way to like generalize how the game is played. You play with these different sticks that are like plastic and have holes in them. And the ball is like a wiffle ball. Um, and then there's all these different rules of like, there's obviously no body contact. There's no stick lifting. There's, those are like kind of the biggest ones that kind of translated from yeah. you can't do in hockey or you can't do in floorball that you could do in hockey. And we you were can't just raise your stick above the knees. Right, right, right. Okay. So that was another one. And then like, we were just a team full of hockey players and we were so gritty. We would like get so physical and just hit guys and slash and like basically start fights and stuff because we were just so gritty. But by the end, by grade 11, we'd kind of figured it out and figured out how to play and like how to be good at floorball while mixing in our hockey skill. And like, we would just beat teams in a complete unorthodox way because we would be physical right to the edge, right? Like we would push guys and like get in corner battles and stuff. And it would just be like, 
the absolute limit of what you can do in floorball and we would just push it and teams would lose their minds but we would basically just play hockey and just try to adapt to the floorball rules and we would just dummy teams but what McGee is referring to is essentially I think it was grade 10 science class McGee and I have this science class together neither of us science guys at all basically just trying to scrape through and like once you're done grade 10 science you ain't got to take science again so (laughs) that was my goal get through grade 10 science and get the hell out of there and McGee and I basically created, and Simony actually too was involved. We created a Twitter account and it was a mock Twitter of account of this guy who was like a minor hockey scout for OHL teams. His, I don't know if we should say his name. But. Well, you know, let's not say his name, but like it, it rhymes with John Javor June. <laughs> okay. So we made a Twitter account kind of, how his name was but switched and it was called lean Safortune. and we flat out just googled man smiling and made the twitter profile this guy's this guy's <laughs> face it was just straight up from google if you ever just go on google and you search man smiling this guy will come up a picture of this guy will come up <laughs> so this was our twitter account and we just started tweeting about like as if we were scouts scouting the bill crothers floorball team and we tweet about guys on the crothers team and all this stuff we would go to tournaments and like, honestly, it's talk about fine the to local now. eats. Like, <laughs> we talk about the local eateries that we visited, like our imaginary scout visited. Talked about his time, like getting to spend with his family. We talked about like other. We got to the point where we were like scouting other players from other schools and made up this whole like make believe floorball draft that was happening. And people would be coming up to our coach and being like, are you the scout? People would be DMing our account, asking what, what their draft ranking was, like completely serious. So we were running yeah. some just a complete scam of an, of an account. There was this like <laughs> floorball blog called Ulf Gens that had like 30,000 followers. It was followers. an international floorball it was a, account. <laughs> it was an international floorball blog. And they reached out to us and they wanted to feature us in like an article about how we were growing the game of floorball in North America. <laughs> and finally, we got to a point where like, this is so fraudulent. This isn't, we're just making stuff up. Like it's satire. Like it's just like- But like, at least on our part, we never got involved with that guy. Like we didn't take no, it to no, that no, point. no, no, no. And no. keep so- in mind, we are grade 10, Tens. 11. And yeah, 10 going into grade 11. And we are like- 15 16 years old like we are kids we think this is seven i guess turning 17 and no 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 15 16 we think this is like the funniest thing in the world like we are just running with it we're not really doing any harm because like we're not putting people in bad positions or anything like that so i want to just clarify that we're we are not like we were not doing that kind of stuff but yes so mcgee continue continue so we were, we kept on tweeting about like the upcoming rankings and, and where people would go and be drafted to and, and made up like this whole league essentially <laughs> and then it was finally foul. yeah it was foul and then finally our coaches got got a kind of wind of what was happening and our involvement or like our I don't know, potential involvement with, with Ulf Jens and what they wanted to do with our like article about our make-believe guy. Yeah, which we uh, did not... We weren't going to do. didn't engage with, yeah. Didn't engage with, didn't even get back to him, like, whatever. Yeah. So our coach caught wind of it and, like, wanted us to stop. And so we, like, he called us in. And it was a serious meeting. He literally pulled us out of class in school. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember vividly, I was in ComTech class at the time. <laughs> yeah. And I got pulled out of class to go to this, like meeting where he told us to like i had to show him my phone and delete the account off my phone <laughs> yeah tweet, 
because yeah. it reflected poorly on our school on yeah. our school's floorball program. Yeah. But because <laughs> because additionally, like essentially the guy who started the floorball team at school wasn't a teacher. He was a previous student who just like loved the game of floorball. But straight up, this guy was on a bit of a power trip. Like he was like three years removed from high school and he thought like and we were just a bunch of hockey playing like little snobby kids running around like oh like we were nasty at floorball so we were like we run this shit like we're top dogs like whatever we'd show up to practices and like like he'd be teaching us how to do stuff and we just wouldn't be listening and just be ripping the ball around like <laughs> we are our practice habits were horrible yeah and we would just we'd like we'd make tweets about like oh i was at the bill crothers floorball practice earlier and like here's a an x-ray of scotty's ankles after hudson broke like an x-ray picture of just a shattered ankle like yeah and then basically once he like called us into that meeting because he like came to the school and was called us into that meeting and we had it and he was like this like we can't do this anymore blah 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 and like i mean in hindsight like it was we shouldn't have been doing this like we probably should have just stopped right then and there but it what happened happened statute of limitations it's in the past we're all grown up now we know we're mature enough to know anyways basically he was like called us into that and the thing was he like (laughs) he wasn't the greatest like teacher and he would try and teach us all this stuff and we were like we're successful as we are we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and he had no like control and because he was on a power trip we just didn't take him seriously like we listened to the teachers who knew nothing more than him like we would listen to them (laughs) so essentially it turns into like and we'd never tweeted anything about the teachers but we'd start tweeting stuff like was at floorball practice and coach etc couldn't get a hold of the team this morning they were running rampant (laughs) like it was like looks like the bill crothers floorball program is getting out of hand (laughs) (laughs) and like we were like ripping on ourselves being like the players can't be tamed like crap like this and he got like started to lose it and then yeah that kind of happened and he threatened to shut down the school like the program and whatever and we just didn't take him seriously and we were good enough that he didn't do anything but then yeah essentially like we he threatened to shut us down and we basically went and won off so <laughs> and then he just had nothing to say after he literally was like oh what am i supposed to do like these guys yeah, are I the best he got team. kicked off the team for like a few weeks and then came back yeah. to, to win offices yeah and then basically the program ended because grade 11 comes and or grade 10 or grade 12 maybe sorry and uh <laughs> we had guys just like completely not listening oh no well, i remember guys it was great we're like trying out for the team canada team like we yeah. team team canada so going to training yeah. camps and whatnot and then like we just didn't decided to not play anymore like yeah. we were at a pretty high level of this sport in terms in canada <laughs> well i like, remember one of the final straws too like this is i feel like this story kind of went way off rails but like one of the final straws for us too was um <laughs> uh he like lied to us about this game we were playing against team jamaica <laughs> oh yeah so like what happened was we played we we played an exhibition game against team switzerland and i think we lost in a shootout to team switzerland like the u18 team switzerland floorball team and we're just a bunch of hacks from bill brothers <laughs> playing like 
playing floorball on the side. And these guys are in a legitimate academy wearing the Swiss national uniforms. And we lost in overtime in the Bill Crothers gym with like crowds going nuts and stuff. We had guys like Kent Nakamichi shooting and doing like hockey moves, like putting the ball in his feet and kicking it and stuff like in the shootout. And then it just progresses to like, he tells us we have this game against Team Jamaica. We hype it up to anyone and everyone we can talk about. We're like, yeah, we, we almost beat the Swiss national team. We're going to run Team Jamaica out of the building. Everyone's getting hyped for Team Jamaica. And like 10 minutes before the lunch where we're supposed to be playing them, which should have been warning flags for us from the beginning. We we're going to play Team Jamaica at lunch. <laughs> like what was yeah. going on there? But anyways, like I swear to God, it was like 10, 15 minutes before the game was supposed to happen. He's like, sends us an email look boys like seems like this game isn't gonna happen like (laughs) game was canceled and then we looked like idiots because we told everyone we're gonna be playing team jamaica and then everyone's like yeah it was a fraudulent game it was never happening anyway and then it just spiraled from there like no one trusted this guy no one believed him no one listened to him and then basically i remember this the team ended because grade 12 tryouts like we were sending (laughs) emails back and forth to the coach (laughs) The captain of our team, won't say who it was, kind of just started like basically telling him no one had respect for him and stuff. And like, we weren't going to deal with it. And then we just, he wasn't happy. We showed up to a tryout and that said captain, like wouldn't participate in any drills. And while guys that were trying out for the team were doing suicides at the end of practice, the captain went over to the side and started firing balls at players while they were running. And then, (laughs) and then he kicked the captain out of the gym kicked me you oc uh simony out of the gym and then just like while we're walking out just looks at kent kent had no involvement complete fairness to kent he had no involvement in what was going on and he just looks at kent and goes kent you two get out of the gym kicks him out of the gym and then (laughs) sent us an email after and told us we were kicked off the team and that was it bill crothers floorball program just spiraled out out of control after that and that was we were good our whole our high school beat team alberta we just we were nail biter with the swiss team we played in the intermission of the canada cup with like the european all-stars yeah and yeah. slotted seamlessly in. It was like the European All Stars versus like, when the Office of Champions had like a, a friendly game. Yeah, with like I think like a pickup game. Like At we were just kind of slotted in. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. awesome. And and like we had guys going for Team Canada tryouts. Like so, just so much, so much yeah. raw potential, and we blew it all away. <laughs> just threw it right down the drain. One more story I need to get into here about it. And this like kind of just exemplifies and kind of brings together the entire motto and attitude of our team. So we're playing at the Canada cup. This is like post offsa and it's the biggest floorball tournament in Canada, whatever. So like McGee said, like Albert team, Alberta, even team Switzerland was there. All these huge provincial teams were there. They were all playing like the Canada scouts and stuff were there watching. We're playing team Alberta. I'm standing in front of the net, kind of like battling for a position, which you're not really supposed to do. But like this guy gives me a shot in the back and I turn around and give him a shot in the elbow. And then as I'm walking away, he slashes me in the back of the legs. And then I just turn around and just like my mouth, like I would just run my mouth. So I'm just going at this guy. Yap, yap, yap. Nothing's happening. Whatever. We're going back and forth. Guy picks up this, that guy picks up the ball in the corner. He's running up the wall and at the cannon. So in floorball, the walls are like, two feet high i would say right maybe like yeah, they're styrofoam like and they're about two feet high. level height yeah 
So at the Canada Cup, they have tables set up with official scoring. It goes up live onto the onto the website and everything, like live scoring, play by play. It's all done officially. Like it's huge. This guy is running up the wall with the with the ball right by the scorer's table. And Hudson was in in there yapping at this guy too. As the guy's running up the wall, <laughs> Hudson comes flying from the other side of the floor and levels this guy into the scorer's table and then it was like penalties everywhere everyone's pushing and shoving and throwing beaks and it's like such like a polite like gentleman sport and stuff and we were just menaces but that was like our team attitude was like you we mess with one of us you're getting we all were, of us yeah we were gritty, we battled yeah. yeah but yeah we that was like run the dump and chase <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was so gritty yeah, yeah, it was we, a blast. Uh, it was a blast. Like, I don't know if you guys ever want to play floorball. It's I'm not like I'm not knocking the sport. Like it's a very fun sport. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I have to agree. It was a lot of fun. And we beat Warren Fogos in the NHL in that offsa game against St. Andrews yeah. College. So and we, we had a, a female on our team who currently plays for Team Canada. And Warren Fogel, that dick, <laughs> just not he's not actually, I'm sure he's a great guy. But there was just a battle in the corner, and he dummied this girl on her team, and she did like a yeah, full 360. He threw like a high elbow in, like, <laughs> caught her in the chin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, good what a time that was. Good reminiscing on that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> one more thing I want to get into kind of before yeah, we. Speaking of the NHL. Yeah. Connor McDavid, 100 points in 53 games. McGee, is Connor McDavid the best player to ever play in the NHL? I don't know, man. Like, I'd I'd say yes. I'd say yeah. I'd say he's the best player to ever play in the NHL. Um, I don't think he's the most dominant, like obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I think he is the most talented player to ever play in the NHL. Just because I feel like he's faster, he's got better hands. Uh, better shot than Gretzky did. I, th- I think he's the most skilled player to ever play. Not saying he's the most dominant or the best, but he's the most skilled. Skilled. I, I think I have to agree with you that he's the most... Uh, okay, maybe... Okay, maybe I wouldn't go with skilled as my word. Um, I would go with talented. Yeah, talented. He's the most talented word. player to ever play. In terms of the things you just mentioned, like I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the speed, the shot, his hands like tying it all in he's probably the best offensive player in, with all those things and like the most lethal to ever play and then it's just it's just hard because like he's doing this and he, 100 points in 53 games in the new era where the goaltenders are better everyone's better it's hard to say that Gretzky wouldn't have done this because I'm sure era adjusted he would be as dominant like I can't see him not being I think it would translate I don't think he'd put up the same numbers but it probably some insane ones but it's just hard to say like like how dominant McDavid has been or how incredible McDavid has been has just been a spectacle to watch like you look at the last 11 games that he's played in 31 points and in one of those 11 games he had zero points yeah like 31 points in essentially 10 games like there was a spot in the middle there where he had zero but it's just insane what he's doing to the nhl it's ridiculous to watch him he's not the best goal scorer by any means but one of the most talent probably the most talented player to ever play in the nhl it's it's insane the only thing i wish 
which it's obviously we can never get it back and you can only ever look at it in hindsight essentially is I wish we didn't lose those years of Sidney Crosby's prime where he lost it to concussions. He had a couple seasons where he played 50, 40, 20 games and like his career totals and what he might've done in those seasons would have been off the charts. Like I, he was so impressive and he's, he's probably a better two-way player than McDavid. I would say Crosby is he's better all around, but it would have been impressive to watch what he could have done because he was putting up insane numbers in a dead puck era where it was so hard to score goals. Games were like two, one, three, one, three, two, one, nothing every single night. And he was still putting up insane offensive numbers and he was so good defensively. It's just hard. Like you can't, you can't look at it and say, Oh, well, if this, then that, because it's, it's all going to be hypotheticals every time you look at it, but it was just impressive. I think this is something we have to look at and say, wow, we get an opportunity to watch Connor McDavid every single night. We can't take this for granted because I know that people, especially like you think about our dads, they couldn't watch Gretzky every single night. They would just occasionally get to see what his highlight pack looked like because not even every game was broadcast on TV. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just think it's really impressive to watch. And I think it's something that we can't take for granted while it's here. And while he's still in the NHL, because he's an incredible talent. And like we both have said here, like probably one of, if not the most talented player to ever play. Dude, it's pretty crazy. Like, and this is going to be something that like, I don't know. I'm sure like it, our, our future kids will be like, who is like the most dominant guy that you remember watching and be like, Oh, McDavid. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you, you'll show them highlights, something, holy crap, just like yeah. our parents showed us, Gretzky. Right. And it'll be a similar thing. And, and I, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool to kind of see, like, his dominance right now and, and what's to come. Like, are we going to see a player like him in the foreseeable future? Maybe, maybe not. Like, a, it's pretty rare. That Connor Bedard kid's looking pretty scary right now, though. Yeah, yeah, he does look impressive. It's, it's interesting. Like it's hard. Cause I feel like a lot of times everyone says generational talent, generational talent. Like even guys were saying Rasmus Sandy generational talent, like no generational talent is Connor McDavid. Generational talent is Sidney Crosby, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Those are generational talents. Like those guys like that, that is once in a blue moon, they come up and I mean, they're obviously clearly more common, but like you look at when, when Crosby came into the league and then when McDavid came in, it's like 10 years apart, right? Mm -hmm. Like you waited 10 years for the next one to come. Even from Gretzky to Crosby, it was like not that long of a time between the two transitioning. Like Gretzky, I think retired in 98 or 99, somewhere around there. And then Crosby came into the league. Oh, five, Oh six. Well then when did, and when did McDavid come into the league? 2014, 2015, 2014 or 2015. Yeah. Okay. So then again, like let's say Connor Bedard is the next generational talent. He'll, he's going to be coming in in 2024. So another like 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. So yeah. it's pretty yeah, wild. Nine, 10 years. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It's uh it's fun to watch though right now. Obviously it's getting a little boring with teams just playing ninth, 10th time. We've played this team and you're kind of running out of things going on there, but Playoffs are fast approaching. Leafs lock yeah. up first in the North Division, so that's exciting. Yeah. And then Austin Matthews, 40 goals. Dude, Love not- to see that. The guy's just probably... Here's another one. Is he the best Maple Leafs player in the history of the Maple Leafs? Not yet. Not yet? I what does he have to I do to get I think it's too early it? to tell. Okay. Like he, again, I'd say he might be the most talented goal scorer. Okay. But... Like he's just hasn't been here long enough for it to be okay. like solidified. 
what has it like what would put it over the edge like just, I just tenure think, or like what if he wins a cup i think a cup would definitely help his case i just think yeah i think a lot of his tenure though okay maybe having like some sort of like team record yeah i think he does i think he actually is well, like think, top think, of yeah he probably has like hold on he's probably up there he maybe have a, have a, has a record but like there's no way he has like the all-time goals record or like no no but yeah, he's up in the top of point, like, especially when you look at like through their first career games with the Leafs and stuff like that, yeah. those records, yeah. he's way up there for sure. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty impressive to watch. There's not really much going on. We're still in lockdown here. Yeah, uh, I'm finishing up, finish up my fantasy basketball probably tonight, man. My team is, no, oh my God. Okay, another guy just bit the dust. My team is dropping like flies right in my semifinal matchup where I should be, I should be winning, mm-hmm. but I had Nikola Vucevic miss a game. I had De'Aaron Fox get COVID. Nice. Robert Williams gets turf toe. This guy <laughs> on my team gets like dental surgery. Like what the hell? Brush your teeth. And <laughs> my team's just dropping like flies and it's such a close matchup. And right when I need the most, they're just failing me. They're failing me. Dude, oh my, my fantasy oh. hockey team, I was in like first or t- tied for first or second the entire season. And then as soon as I started work, I s- forgot to set my lineups and I just started tanking. I started plummeting and I was like, man, I looked at it the other day and I was like going to set my lineup. I was like, there's no point at, at like right now. This is the worst time for me to have forgotten because right this week is the, uh, the final week, like the playoff, the final week of playoffs. It's like the championship. I'm pretty sure I'm in like the consolation game. Yeah. I was like, wow, what, like, what a mistake. <laughs> I was in it all year long, just mm. dominating. And then whoops just fell Dude, off between covid and like just random injuries and then also rest games are crazy in the nba People yeah just sitting load just management because. yeah what the hell <laughs> just they're trying to tank and it's just horrible it's horrible yeah no i don't know man but uh i think that about does it for episode 78 mcgee yeah yeah it's been that, a good episode. A, it was a good episode, but I loved reminiscing about all the floorball, just antics. Jesus, yeah. what, a, what a time in our young lives. Yeah, we were just some hooligans, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, that was a blast, actually. I wonder how the listeners are going to enjoy that stuff, hearing about our absolute shenanigans when we were in high school, creating fake Twitter accounts and becoming <laughs> fake scouts and stuff. That was ridiculous, but... If you guys yeah. got a story, if if any of the listeners have a, something similar that they did, like a, a fake Twitter account or, or something stupid they did at high school, let us know. We'd love to. We'd love to have a, some lads come on and talk about their experiences running amok. Yeah, for that's sure. Cool. We'd love to hear it all. Yeah, but yeah, McGee. That's about it for episode seventy-eight. Yeah, Enjoy chatting with you. Enjoy catching up and looking at that brand new haircut you've got going on. You look good, man. Thank you, thank you. Like you're uh, you're gonna need some sunscreen if on your on your dome if you go outside at all. Yeah, but, uh, you look good. Yeah, I got my first day of work tomorrow, so just working remote inside, so I doubt I'll yeah. need the sunscreen. But we'll see. Hopefully, things open up again. That's one thing we we got to talk about is is we talked about before you came on the pod. Just give us golf and an outdoor limit of ten people and outdoor dining. That's all we ask yeah. for. Everything else can content. stay closed. Yeah. I lo- that's what I liked, loved last summer was at the end of the week, battle all week, 
you get to go and either play a round of golf or just like sit at a patio somewhere outside, enjoy the weather and just unwind or like sit in someone's backyard and just hang out. Can't, can't happen right now. So that's kind of what we're looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's wrap for episode 78. You guys know the drill. Catch us next week. Same time, same place, same lawn chairs. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers. Cheers.